0: All right, well, let's get, speaking of sense, well, let's get some proper information now, and joining us is the Health Minister, David Clark. Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, Tim and Tim. Have you done your panic buying yet? Uh,
0: certainly not, no. Um, I think the, the, the one really good thing about the situation in New Zealand is we've taken this really cautious approach, and uh, we now have our first case. We've always expected that we would have uh, isolated cases arriving, um Australia's had north of twenty already, um, and we're the forty-eighth country to get it. But I think that cautious approach has really paid off now because uh, we're seeing, you know, as we get our first case uh, here, um, that we're very well prepared, and that means uh, we're well prepared to contain the case, uh, to make sure those close contacts of that person are followed up on, um, and to keep New Zealanders safe.
1: Given the what the images we saw in the in the headlines around people panic shopping. Uh, and the messages maybe out there that look that we, we shouldn't be panicking to that extent is there a problem with the messaging and and how it's being received by people and, and, and in other words the sort of pr around what the uh, covid-19 actually means
0: yeah it's a good question i'd have to say most of the journalism i've seen has been very responsible the only thing that i've seen that you know has kind of thrown people uh, a bit has been the headlines you know there's been a couple of screaming headlines and um, mm. people do respond to the headlines. They don't always read past the, the first paragraphs to see that everything's at hand. Uh, and, I mean, you know, some people do, some people don't. And so I guess yesterday I heard the Prime Minister just issue a plea for media just to be a bit careful with the headlines. They, you know, they might sell newspapers, but, uh, but they can also misinform people uh, who just see the headlines. How bad do you think this is going to get as far as, you know, the economic impact on New Zealand and on the world? There's no doubt, there's absolutely no doubt it's going to have a, a, a meaningful impact uh, economically. Um, we're already seeing that on share markets around the world. And New Zealand is obviously a very well placed. Um, we're performing as an economy much better than other countries we like to compare ourselves to, the likes of the UK and the, the Eurozone and Australia and others. Um, and so that's, you know, that's comforting. We, we're... Why is that why do you think we're, why are we doing better, do you think? I, I just think fundamentally we've got a strong economy, we've got low unemployment, um, the lowest it's been uh, in a very, very long time. Wages have been going up. Um, we've uh, as a government invested um, in infrastructure, so we've got a pipeline of growth coming. there's a lot of money going into the economy. Um, I guess you know it's careful stewardship. It's being a little bit, a little bit cautious about how you go about things, but making sure you're investing in the right stuff. And a yeah. uh, finance minister, Grant Robertson, I think, has has got that stuff
1: there. Getting getting back to the, the the virus itself, how contagious is it? As, as, in terms of the latest information,
0: um, the science on it, you know, it's, it is a rapidly evolving situation. Um, what we do know is that it seems to be a lot like other respiratory illnesses. So. Um, for example, you know, with this case that's come in, we'll be tracing uh, the people who are in what's called close contact, which is within a metre of the person for more than 15 minutes. That's, that's you know, You've got to really be sneezed on or something like that to catch it or be really close to somebody. Um, but also as a precautionary approach, the, uh, the public health people contact the, pers- the people who are in the plane in front of and behind this person for um, two rows in front and two rows behind, uh, and I know they're well through contacting those uh, 18 people. Um, they've sent a message to, to all of them, and, and any they haven't yet heard back from, they're, they're going to go and knock on their doors. So um, they like to be thorough about that stuff, I think that's right. That's the, it's right to take that cautious approach. And actually, in this case, they're going the extra mile and phoning uh, everybody who was on the same plane as this person, even though, you know, the science says it. it you've have to be pretty unlucky in that circumstance uh, to catch anything. Just to reassure people, because I think I think people naturally okay, well, to something you yeah. were a bit nervous, you know? So let's, let's talk research, about that. Right? As far as the screening, how likely is it that that will ramp up even further from where we're at right now? The thing we know is most effective, and this is what the, the, the um, doctors and, and health experts tell us, the most effective thing is to make sure people have the right information in their hands. Um, because you know, most people, well, if they get on the plane, they're not going to be allowed to board if they've got any symptoms. So um, it's it's those first few days, people look fine, they, they travel well, uh, then they get home and they start to feel a bit crook. Um, They've got to have that information in their hands so that they know what to do, who to contact. Um, it's the same as with the flu and things. The best way to stop the spread, wash your hands regularly, cough into your elbow uh, make sure that if you are feeling unwell, you just stay here, stick to yourself, stay at home and, and yeah. phone the health line well, to get is, the
1: information. Is self-isolation enough? Because you know most people are responsible, but we're going to get people uh, who think, oh, it's not about me. I've heard uh, anecdotal evidence of people even with schools saying, oh, yeah, we should be self-isolating for 14 days, but we're going to school anyway. I mean, what about people who are irresponsible?
0: Yeah, the experience of the health professionals is that actually, you know, those stories carry carry a long way but they actually, they don't happen very often. People are generally very responsible. They don't want their friends or family to get sick. They do stay at home. Ultimately, um, the government has powers. Um, Right at the start of this, we made um, the COVID-19 a notifiable disease Mm. and that means that um, we can enforce things, yep. but actually with all these outbreaks, SARS and others, you just don't need those powers, it's very rarely used because people people are sensible.
1: Uh, a virologist has said, look, it's probably going to be affecting uh, a, a, close to 40% of the population eventually, so it's, it's, it seems that they're predicting it's inevitable it'll get into the community. So what are the advantages of having a travel ban currently?
0: Yeah, well, I, th- I think the travel ban has bought us a lot of time, first and foremost. You know, we've been able to get our own testing regime in place. We've been able to brief uh, medical professionals across the country. Uh, we've been able to make sure our pandemic plan is tweaked to, to this particular virus. All of those things uh, have been brought with time, you know, all those other countries that got it before us um, were working in the dark a bit. We've been working really closely with the Australian health officials as well. They've had, as I say, north of 20 cases and they've contained theirs. So we've been looking at the strategies they've been using. Indeed, they are the same ones that we would use. But you've got the the benefit of time through having those strict border controls. It's just given us a bit more time to make sure we've got all the right plans in place and uh, the system is working well.
1: Uh, last question, really. Is it actually still possible uh, to contain it, or are we just delaying uh, the spread to the community?
0: Well, we're very much in the phase of containing it. In New Zealand, we've had one case confirmed. Um, that person very responsibly uh, traveled home with in a private vehicle only with family stayed at home yep. uh, they rang the health line, so you know we're confident um, that that's uh, likely to be a situation that's easily contained um, but it 's not to say we won 't get other cases coming into the country uh, certainly other countries have had uh, multiple cases come into the country, so we but but we think the longer we keep it out, the more time uh, we work towards a, 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 you know having an inoculation, the better. Um, the more time we get to understand the virus, the better, uh, and the more time people have to uh, to understand the health information, make sure they themselves are prepared and know what to do in terms of hand hygiene, coughing, uh, keeping to themselves, know what the health line number is and so on, the better. The more time we have to prepare, the better. Well, we've got to let you go. Am I a bad person for being very relaxed about it? You, you're just very short. I'm, I feel like I'm so relaxed about coronavirus and then maybe that makes me a bad human being. Mm. Tim, I'm I'm not going to judge you, but your your elderly neighbour, if they get really crook, uh, because you don't take the precautions they might,